Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I'm kind of laughing because when your entourage tells you to do something, you just do it. <laughs> I woke up like usual in the middle of the night. It's about 3.30. And my entourage says, okay, now you need to do a podcast. I'm like, okay. Um, I wanted to share something. I, I, these things about this new way that I live, or I, I, um, I, I was, um, I wake up a lot of times. I can actually feel this vibration. I can feel like my core vibration. It's, I've never experienced anything like it in my life that I remember before. But I can feel it like, I don't know how else to describe it except just my core. I can feel it vibrating. And, um... I talk, well, and I don't know what that, I'm sorry, I'm changing topics again like I do. I'm sorry, let me keep on the vibration. I don't know what it is. I really don't. It's like the weirdest thing to like wake up and I can just feel it. I don't know if I have like any kind of, um, heightened senses other than that um with this new this way that I am that's different than the way I was before um but that is just so weird I just gotta tell you um it's there are times where I can feel it in my limbs like I can feel it in my hands but just now I, I woke up and I can feel the vibration. It it's like uh it's like the innermost of my of my being and I can just feel it this vibration. Um but what what I really wanted to talk about was um that I I talk about politics a fair amount um, because it is a part of reality. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the U.S. right now. It would be the 23rd of November, November 23rd of 2020 right now. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the U.S., um, there's all these like undercurrents that are really really strange like um, I can't remember like what I share what I shared like with my in my last um, podcast I can't remember if I was sharing this but I've been hearing about um, that Rudy Giuliani and other 
attorneys for um, Trump have been trying to sue different, I mean, making lawsuits about um, voter fraud in certain states. Well, yesterday they did this really weird thing and they they made it known that this one person who I guess has been sharing information um, that she's not part of the Trump legal team. They sent out some kind of notice saying that she wasn't part of the legal team, which was really strange. But the, but, and then another one that was really strange and it had like the official seal, um, like it had the official, um, of Trump Pence on it. And it said $50 to go to donation to go to the Trump inauguration on the White House lawn which is really strange because I have according to my sources there has not been any um, voter fraud <clears throat> I think that it is hard for him to understand that there were so many people that would have voted for anyone to to not vote for him. It would not have mattered who else was on the ticket. They would have voted for them because they do not want him to be the president that much. <clears throat> it's sort of like you either love him or you just really can't stand him. <laughs> um... And so it's just like the weirdest thing. All this just bizarre stuff is going on. And there's like a number of people who really actually believe that that this election is not, um, that there's been voter fraud and that Trump is going to be the president. Um, and his people keep presenting this way, you know. Um He's fired so many people, and I had been out of, honestly, I had been out of politics. I had not been paying very much attention um, for a couple of years. Um, and he's just fired so many people. Like, even in the last um, couple of weeks since, since the election, he has fired, like, a number of people. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this guy is really, really doing some weird stuff. Uh, there had been really weird stuff that he had done. Like he, um, they had seen like, first of all, he boarded, boarded up the White House. He just like, he put up these fences and he just like boarded everything up, like around himself like building a wall, like literally around the White House. And then, um, and then he, um, he's just done some like really bizarre. He's been like firing, like he fired like the head of the cybersecurity for the elections and stuff. He hired, fired him and he, 
he's been firing um, Department of Justice or Defense or like just really really weird times to fire people um, oh that's what, what is what I was trying to tell you guys so like there were um, where there was like a moving van right outside of the White House and they were and then there was like this dug up grass and and they said that they were saying that it was all because um, because he had had a, a, a rally there and see he's done some stuff that that is really really um, not been like there's a reason why we have this, uh, three branches of government like I know ugh, I'm I'm going back here again but but and so for him to actually have this swearing in of Ms. Barrett at the White House it was really it it makes it look like she is his Supreme Court justice like like it was more like she was appointed than by like he does just weird stuff that doesn't that runs in the lines of the word propriety is coming to mind propriety and I'm not sure if that's the word um it just leaves it open for for misinterpretation that's why sometimes we do things on purpose so that there's no there's no chance of impropriety that we wouldn't be look like look like we were being um, going across lines and he doesn't care about that and a number of his his supporters don't care about that but they should I mean, that's the other thing that I find astounding is if other, if a Democratic president had done this stuff, the Republicans would have lost their mind. They would have just categorically lost their mind. They would have never been able to, to deal with the stuff that the Republicans have been doing. I'm just saying, if it were switched. But so we're living in really uncertain times. Um, but it is it is part of reality. But then you have so the summer of two thousand eighteen. I had this this life changing experience, and I wrote a book about it. Really, really strange things took place. Um, I started to get a sense of things that I didn't before, of this idea of time and it not being what we think it is, and and just almost living in a constant, I'm going to call it a barrage of synchronicity that I was really having a hard time sorting through. And... 
and they were talking about my entourage was telling me that that it was because part of it was that there was this new like heaven on earth like um this new earth this new way of being on the earth the old was going away and the new was coming and and so i you can imagine my disappointment when nothing seemed to really happen and i just looked like a complete lunatic which i guess is fine there was nothing i could do about the fact that i was i mean even by my own standard i, I mean i had written this in my book that i did not know if i were dead I didn't know if I was dead. I didn't know if I was um, in a coma and didn't know it, if I had a brain tumor, <laughs> and that's why I was acting so funny, or if I was just certifiably crazy, or I was having this profound God experience. But I knew, like, a number, like, the evidence was that the synchronicity was sort of like leading me somewhere. So it was like, it was like, it wasn't like, like just chaos in a sense. It was like, like a steady stream of messages and, and it, and it, and it was coming from outside of myself. So these messages were like coming to me in really weird ways um but i wanted to share something because this is so crazy so i have like this this um four four pin like when they say oh hey make a pen i generally have the same pen i have had the same pen since this is crazy. My first divorce, um, somebody in that situation, I had used this person's name because I knew that nobody would ever figure it out. <laughs> so for like 20 years, I've had the same pen and I've been seeing it lately. I've been seeing this person's name. Like all of a sudden I'm seeing this person's name and this is the weird thing is that it and then it sort of speeds up and I see it more and more and more for a period of time and then it kind of goes away sometimes. It depends on what it is. Um, and so I just think that's so weird. Is that not just so weird? Oh, and then this other one. This one is just kind of crazy. <clears throat> so, um, so is it's <clears throat> nine seven six seven. And you say, okay, well, what significance is that? And it was like the last, the years that my daughter and I were born. My daughter was born in ninety seven, and I was born in sixty seven. <clears throat> and um. And then this weirdest thing happened. I got this phone from my new, the new company that I'm working for. And 
9767 is in the phone number. Is that just like the weirdest thing? And I had been seeing that earlier, like I'd been seeing license plate with 9767. And I'd actually told my daughter about it. I said, you know, God, so weird. I keep seeing this sequence of numbers and then I get it in my phone number. I mean, come on, people. Isn't that crazy? Oh. So, so along with my, my politicking, <laughs> I've also been getting these messages regarding this, what I've talked about this beginning times, this new way of being, this, this, the planet being enough people on the planet vibrating in accord with the possibility of world peace. I've been getting messages about that too. I mean, God, would it not just be the coolest thing? If the systems that were here were just broken down and we were able to do what we love to do and make a living doing that. All of us. And, and make a living doing that thing that we love to do. We do it really well because we love to do it. And people pay for our services and to be able to live where we want to live and love, you know, with people that we love and just living out our lives every single day, just doing what we love to do. And, and having a say, having, like, basically dominion over our own, how our day is going to go, how our life is going to go, rather than feeling like we have to just do something that we hate to do like do something that we hate to do so that we can can do what we love to do in in our off times yes like <laughs> i actually heard somebody actually say that recently it was just kind of like he was like it was this comedian he was telling his his um dad or somebody in his family you know oh i want to grow up and do comedy he's like what it's like you want to do what you know, and he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to do comedy. It's like, you don't do that. It's like, you don't do that. It's like you, you do that thing, you know, that you hate to do, so that then you can do what you want to do, which is, is such a ridiculous way for us to live our life, isn't it? It's like, why would we do that? It's just kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> it was just so funny. 
you know, a lot of like Asian, um, Indian culture. I'm talking about Eastern Indian, India, Indian, um, culture, you know, they do, they, they have a really different take on the way life is supposed to be than we do in the U S there's a whole lot more freedom, I think. Um, but these parents, you know, it's like you become, you know, a doctor, lawyer, you know, or an IT guy. <laughs> you go, you get your degree, you get a really good job. Nothing else is going to do, you know. You don't do what you love. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why would you ever think you could grow up and do what you love, right? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I I guess maybe it was my my dad. But I just I just honestly had such a different take as a parent. It was like I value education so much because if you can read, you can learn anything. Like if you can read, it, reading is like the gateway to knowledge. You know, you can Google it. You can. Um, I was uh, I was talking to my mom yesterday because I had been given a cast iron pan that had rust in it. And it was like, how do I get the rust out of this? And she said, Google it, Google it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I got the rust out of the pan yesterday. I made a meal for my people. Um, <laughs> so if you can read, you can just learn anything. But on the other hand, you know, I really wanted my children to be happy. I wanted them to be happy more than anything. And so, so it didn't have the same, um, uh, I guess pressures. I don't know. Yesterday, my son got yet another tuition scholarship. Yeah, it's like tuition scholarship to ASU right now based on merit. I mean, this, this child, he, my daughter did too. I don't know. She went to high school and she was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, get a merit scholarship to go to school. And she did. And she did really well. And, and, um, and then my son just really followed suit. He was like, okay. Cause he, he, he tells me, mom, I'm really competitive. And so he's just been competing with his sister for the last actually eight years or no, it'd be seven years because he started this madness in middle school. <laughs> like if you were to like, I, I was, I was like laughing one time cause I was trying to get him into this certain high school, like we were thinking about like sending him to this one school and you have to fill out this application. So I say, oh my God, my child has an amazing resume. And he was only what, 13 years old. <laughs> it's like a kid. He's got this like resume, like, you know, 
Junior National Honor Society soccer captain of his soccer team. You know, I don't know, it just goes on and on and on. It's just really funny. Um, and it hasn't gotten any better. He's He's done this in high school, too, where he has excelled. He's been uh, laughing about uh, this phenomenon that's been happening recently for him where he, he um he uh he gets asked to tutor a lot by his his fellow students it's like you know can you help me with my such and such and um <laughs> and he said mom and then they get a better grade than I do. It's like, that's so wrong. That's just so wrong, completely wrong. But, um, so he's getting ready to, to get a, a scholarship to a state school, which, you know, um, I mean, unless you are, unless you go to MIT, and I'm kind of laughing, but, or, you know, Harvard or Stanford or Cornell, you know, uh, which I'm not even saying. I actually wanted him to apply for all those places, but he didn't listen to me. <laughs> um, but what I'm trying to say is that I really wanted my children to do what they love to do. What do you like to do and do that? What do you really like to do and do that? And this is like really, really displayed in um, TikTok. People, you know, kind of make, they just can't believe I'm so into TikTok. But I, I got to tell you, I learn a ton on this app. But I'm thinking about this one person in particular. Um, she is loves makeup. She absolutely loves makeup. She's a makeup artist. I guess she worked for Ulta. And she just really loves it. And then um, she just... Her her TikTok channel just went absolutely crazy. And then these um, makeup companies started sending her these promos. And she... So they send her these promos and then she will do she'll do her makeup and she'll show what it's gonna look like and so they just keep sending them to her and and then she just showed how she moved out. She moved out of her family home. She had been working in her bedroom doing all of these TikToks in her the bedroom of the house she grew up in. And now she's moved out on her own and and she's amazing. And to, you know, when she talked about how I would have never dreamed that my dreams would actually come true, but her dreams are coming true. Or you have like a number of these people who produce music where it's not doing this thing anymore where you go get an agent and you, and you got to get signed by a contract, you know, um, people can produce music and get their music straight to their customer these days it's so much different than it used to be and god you know I, I, I've been wondering about this other thing too I 
like how you know for us to accept this as a new normal you know it it like what is happening right now is just so we- weird and for us to to because you've got this camp that like is saying okay this is temporary it is temporary we are taking your rights away to to move freely temporarily um, until we can quote unquote get this virus under control and then there's these camps of people who I tend to to kind of agree with a little bit more that that we're not sure because they're trying to present this as the new normal and it's weird I mean it is really weird how things are now um just like I go to the gym and half of the machines are taped off like with like saran wrap so you can't use them and you have to you're supposed to have to wear a mask the entire time that you're exercising and it it, it is just the weirdest time that's all I have to say uh, it's just so bizarre what's happening um and then this 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 the vaccine and I and I just happen to be somebody who's incredibly suspicious of vaccines I'm incredibly suspicious, you know, and being told, you know, I may not be able to travel. I may not be able, some of my freedoms may be restricted because I refuse to get this vaccine. Um, And it's for the public health, right? So I'm not getting the vaccine for myself. I'm getting it for public health, but we don't know what they're putting in that. And, And if anything goes awry with it, I have no recourse. I cannot sue the company. That's how many botched vaccines have happened. That they've made it illegal for people to sue. Because they're not foolproof. They're certainly not foolproof. And you can't talk to somebody who's pro-vaccine about this. Because, you know, it's so interesting. You really can't. If you don't agree with somebody on, on an issue, a lot of times there's no point in talking about it. Because I have yet to have them move even a little bit. They 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 will not move on the issue. So there's no point in even having a discussion about it. But these are weird, weird, weird times. But the, where I'm going with this is the movie industry. Like my son, he absolutely loves movies. He has like quite a movie collection and he likes all kinds of movies, but he, especially in the genre of like the James Bond type movies. And I guess that the newest James Bond was supposed to come out and they postponed it and postponed it and postponed it to next year. And and my son was saying, you know, Mom, what if we never go to movies again? He He's concerned that the movie theaters are going to just go out of business. And how could they not? And then you go to a movie and what, you have to sit two seats away from the next person? 
um, and, and just, I mean, honestly, I, and I'm not, this is not to, to make light of the amount of people who have actually passed away and the supposed deadliness of this virus, but I mean, our whole way of being is, is really changing and, and I, it's just kind of scary. <laughs> it's just kind of scary. That's all I have to say. It's just a weird, weird, weird time. But um, this is something that my son really enjoys doing. And it would just be really... Because I was sitting here thinking about even comedy and acting and and music and being found on this what people will call a silly app but it's it is unbelievably rich with information I mean just unbelievable amounts of information um just on cooking I get a whole lot of cooking baking um ideas on on and things that I've actually made like the other day I'd seen this this TikTok on what I call popovers but the guy who actually baked them he didn't call them popovers and um I made them and they popped over and they were absolutely gorgeous <laughs> and you put them in like a regular a regular um pan and he was like and you let them sit for for 30 minutes for 20 minutes and then you put them in the oven on 200 i ended up turning up the heat because the 200 wasn't doing it much i turned up the heat to like 425 and they just were beautiful absolutely gorgeous um, but I learned that on TikTok. I learned a lot on TikTok. Is what I'm trying to say. But it's sort of like direct to your customer. It, it and a lot of people have started businesses and they started them through TikTok. These followers and they, oh wow, that's cool. I want one of those. And they go and they order it, or it send them sends them straight to an Etsy store. Um, I was seeing this this young man the other day. I was I saw he had this sticker business and I went over to his Etsy store. I'm like, oh my god, these are so cute. Um and not expensive either, you know. Uh it was just the neatest thing. Uh but as in so that so even if we were to just talk about that as a microcosm of what I'm talking about. The people like starting their own businesses going straight to their customer taking out the middleman and having to work for someone and I think that working for people sometimes can be really really beneficial um, to learn a trade to actually learn a trade it's it's very beneficial but um, it's just so cool to go straight to your customer you know, I, I found it interesting in trying to publish my book. I had sent it to a number of, 
publishers who had um, seemed to want to publish it, but they wanted me to pay them to publish it. And I, I had heard from this guy. So there's this bookstore in the town I live in, and he gets like the the kind of the weirdest books <laughs> honestly <laughs> um really really unique stuff i love this bookstore by the way um and he had these tiny books these tiny story books i i picked one up and i was utterly hooked i'm like i have to have this and i ended up buying all 3 of these tiny stories books Okay, so like okay, so we're talking a book that's about um I want to say 3 by 4 hardcover, really really cute cover books by Joseph Love Hewitt. I think that's how you say his name. Joseph Love Hewitt. He started a publishing company called 5050 and where if he publishes your work, they take 50 and you get 50, which is pretty amazing. And he had actually said, do not ever pay someone to publish your work. Um, and so I trust this guy, but anyway, his books were freaking amazing. And, um, these little books, they, it, so basically, some of them, it's it's a story on one little page. And some of them are two pages. Like you open it and both pages are are part of the story. But, um, and it has a lot of, uh, in fact, most of them, if not all of them, have a drawing. And they're called tiny stories and they're just amazing um, and I had been interested in this genre for quite a while. Um, <laughs> I'm going back to the fact that I think that I have autistic tendencies and I see things in pictures. I get pictures in my head a lot that represent a, a time in my life. Uh, and I... I wish that I was a better artist, but I think if I just continued to practice art, I could be a good artist, but I'm just not the best artist. And so that had started, I had, I had something happen and I'm like sitting or do I tell you guys or do I not? Do I tell you guys? And I guess I will. I, um, so my, my youngest son's dad and I had got had separated and and my son played soccer. So he plays club soccer and this was something that I really really enjoyed going to and I don't know when you when you do club soccer you really sort of become sort of this micro family. Um with the people in that the families that are playing soccer together, the parents and the and the team. And my, I don't even know if he and I were together 
any time that Max was, I mean, I'm sorry, my son was actually playing soccer, but um, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But anyway, for a period of time, it was a safe place for me um, because I did, wasn't bringing any, like another person, like a boyfriend to the soccer games and stuff. But then he started and, and actually didn't even ask me. Uh, my former spouse did not even ask me about bringing this person into my my space and and I'm not entirely sure I would have been open to it even if he had asked me but the way that it went down was extremely hurtful for me personally and I had this visual about it and and I didn't know exactly how to um, I really wanted to, to do a drawing that encapsulated it, but I haven't been able to, to do that as of yet, but I couldn't sit with the team anymore. It's like, where do you sit? Like, and I'm just being real. Like I, where, where was I supposed to sit? Like, you know, and it wasn't like he was sitting off with her. He, I used to call it him bringing his new and improved family to the soccer games. <laughs> and um, it was never the same for me to go see my child play soccer. Um, and, and to add insult to in injury, I was also... I never had like a guy to bring. I used to make jokes about I wanted to rent a guy. <laughs> but in my per perpetual singleness, I had nobody to bring to the soccer game games and until I had met somebody and that was a colossal fail. And so I'm back to soccer by myself again for the last three years, I guess. <laughs> looking like a total fool uh, yeah you know like being a single female I, I'm sure that it is with males too but I can't even say how you know and I don't know if it's because and, it, and maybe it's just my own inner dialogue but you know it's like, you know, how are you still single kind of idea? Like, what's up with the singleness, you know? Like, and is there anything really intrinsically wrong with it? Is there anything wrong with the fact that I have made choices to not just be a serial like relationship person one after another or even one bad one that lasts one mediocre relationship to be in it just because you don't want to be alone and i and i and i really want to point that out like this like like being with somebody just because you don't want to be alone being with you is better than being alone right um, 
And so making sure that you have somebody to save you from your aloneness, but I cannot imagine the drudgery of that. The day in and day out of, of taking up even somebody else's time for your own, your own benefit. And it's not a benefit to just have someone in your life so that you won't be alone. It, it's, it's really like unbelievable, actually. It's not that I want to love this person. It's not that I enjoy their company. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice if the two can go hand in hand in a way, but I, I, most relationships that I see, I don't, I wouldn't want to be a part of. Most relationships that I see are, are like they say, a whole lot of work. Instead of a whole lot of love, they're a whole lot of work. And I really don't think that that's how it's supposed to be. I don't think it's supposed to be set up to be this way. I think, I think that when you have a loving nature, it's much easier to love. <clears throat> But in doing so, sometimes you love people enough to let them go because you can see that they're not necessarily happy with you. Like once, like I can tell, I can tell, you know, that this person, like my last love relationship, I could tell he was not happy with me and I left. He wasn't happy and neither was, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I just serially make people unhappy. <laughs> I'm a serial misery maker. I'm laughing. I actually can't. I, can, I actually can't figure that part out because you know what? I really enjoy my own company. I like myself. Like, I think that I'm fun. And, and I, and I, do some like really cool things and I'm into like like gardening and hiking and I'm a really active person and I take care of myself. I eat I'm I eat really special food. I I'm really into nutrition and um really into God <laughs> and not in a not in a religious sense. And um I meditate, I I don't know. I just think that I would be the partner that I would want to hang out with. I just haven't met the right person to this point, which is totally okay. But I wanted to talk about that because, you know, it, I, I can't even describe how how hard it has been to be strong in this area of my life. And, you know, I had been seeing a guy, I had dated a guy for months um, that I had put in the friend zone. And I, I don't know, I, I really gave it my best, my best try. 
and then I let him go. And I, I've wondered, like, did I do the right thing? But it was, it was just because I didn't want to be alone. Um, because he, he was missing attributes that I am looking for or excited about. He was missing many of those attributes. And uh, the way that we saw the world was very different, which is okay, but I don't know if it's okay if you're trying to, like, make any kind of love relationship long-term. And so I let him go so he could go find somebody else that would be more available to him, because I wasn't. I should be more sure, and I, I wasn't. I could not find sure footing with this person, even though he was like my best friend. He was like one of my best friends, um, but I, I had to let him go. And I can't even say that I don't think, oh, you know, God, did I do the right thing even still? But I, I'm not going to involve him in my loneliness. I don't know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, like this, this selfishness, this selfishness to involve somebody else in our loneliness. But then, you know, like Abraham Hicks would say, to be selfish, you should be selfish. You should um, fill up your own cup so that your cup is running over so you can fill someone else's. But if your cup isn't full up, you can't fill anyone else's, but I think it's also irresponsible to involve somebody else in my loneliness and in our loneliness in general, to keep someone on the hook just because we don't want to be alone. So I'm not going to do that to someone else. So I make that decision and then I go, you know, into my perpetual um, singledom, at least to this point. We'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, what was this a rambling on? What am I going to call this? I have no idea. Hmm. It usually comes to me. <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening. And I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.